Good evening, Rabbi Sai. And let us begin again, Perek Rishon. The first chapter here, we already learned the Hagdama, the introduction to what this Shara is going to be all about. And he told us already, we have to first define what Cheshben HaNefesh is. What does he mean by self-accounting? What does it mean and what doesn't it mean? It's always important to know what's the focus going to be. You know, we learned here, Shara Bitochen. We understood we're trying to incorporate Bitochen in ourselves. We learned Shara Kniya, the gate of humility. We understood we're trying to be humble, to be able to be better servants of Hashem. We learned Shara Tshuva, a clear focus of remembering past events, remembering mistakes that we made, trying to correct, trying to make ourselves whole again. But now we start an all new Shar. This is Shar Cheshben Hanefesh. Let's get some definitions over here. What are we trying to focus on? What are the 30 steps that he's going to give us in great detail in the third parak? that again really is the crux of this Shar? What is the focus going to be? Cheshben Hanefesh. So we begin Perek Rishon. Avala Cheshben Hanefesh. What is this accounting with oneself? This is the effort that a person has to put in and the awareness that the person has to have. Both in his accounting of his ruchnius, that will be his Torah, his mitzvahs, and this world, in terms of how much time he's taking off, how much vacation is he having, how much is he taking it easy? Maybe too much, maybe too little sometimes. person has to make a cheshben also. He has to have a clear accounting with himself. So for things in this world, where he wants to get them in this world, and for the next world as well. This is something that just pertains to him himself. It's not something that we include others in. Sometimes we could use their insight, their help, in terms of judging ourselves if we're making the right decision, because... Oftentimes, if not most often, we are unable to really scrutinize ourselves and our own actions properly. Sometimes we need an outside objective opinion to be able to understand it properly. If uh, if it works, we could use our spouse. The Gemara tells us that a a wife is called an Ezer Kenegdoi which means a spouse is an Ezer Kinegde. Ezer means someone who is a help, a helper, an assister, and Kinegde means someone who is opposing, someone who is against. How could you have these two conflicting forces? The answer is that both are true. Both are true because a spouse could be both the greatest help by being opposing sometimes, by pointing out if the spouse is ready to hear it, the other one can point out some shortcomings. Certainly, if if one asks their spouse, they could they could get a full picture of it. Why? Because this is someone who sort of is the closest to the person, yet not the person himself. So it's someone who's so close to the matter at hand, to the subject that could be talking about, but yet without the negias, without that personal interest that could sometimes blur our vision. So let's get back to the Chavis what is this accounting? You have to make a cheshben, like every businessman knows. We have to take take stock. The income, the expenses, the black, are we in the black, are we in the red? We have to look at 
the expense side and the and the income side. We have to see what are the bills that we still have to pay. Is this going to be a profitable year? We have to know. Is this going to be a profitable deal? Well, let's see. What are the expenses here? Have I paid up all of my expenses yet? And if not, then we have debt. We have debt because I've already taken out a lot. I've taken out loans. I've bought things on credit. And I have a listings of chayvois, of debt that I have to pay. That's really the same thing goes with a person's life in this world. Kodesh Baruch Hu gives and gives. He's loaning us. He loans us our time, our life, all of the faculties that He gives us. It's on loan to us. He gives it to us. But we have a cheshman. Wow, have we, have we paid up? Have we paid up our dues? That's what cheshvahs are. And a person has to make a cheshvah anefesh. He has to make an accounting, a self-accounting. Have I paid up my dues? Have I fulfilled my obligations that I have to, based on everything that I've had? As he says here, The accounting here is that a person must know what he has, and what does he still have to pay. As what does he have? What was he given? What is the the loan that he that he got? What was he extended? And what does he have to pay back? What is still left for his side for his obligations? What does he have? And and what is he still in debt because he hasn't paid, he hasn't done good on those extended payments, those extended loans, life itself and everything, all the good that Hashem gives us. How do we know there's such a concept? Is the Chavis of Ovis making it up? He says, no, it's a Pasuk in the Torah. The Navi, he means Moshe Rabbeinu, who wrote down the Torah, says, And you should know today. Not only you have to know it intellectually, but we have to get it into our hearts. We have to know it, we have to feel it, to act upon it. Knowing something and feeling it on our heart could be miles apart. As the Alt of Kelm once said, the fact that somebody knows something, the fact that someone feels it in his heart is like two different people. Reuven can know something, but if he never told it to Shimon, Shimon will never know it. The brain can know something. Intellectually, we can know everything. If we haven't connected and transferred into the heart with the language that the heart understands, it's like a different person and is never known. But we can know it up here, but we've known it in our heart. What? Now really, this Pusik itself and Parshas Voschanan is preceded by many psukim before that. It's one of the, the Parshas that we read on Tishabov. Besides, in Parshas Voschanan, we read it already before Voschanan comes along. We read it on Tishabov, which always falls out in the week after Sefer Dvarim. And over there it says in Perek Dalit, If you'll be asked, or you'll ask yourself about the early days, all of those early days back in history. It's from the time when Hashem created man on this world. And go from one corner of the world to the other. Was there ever such a thing that you saw? Did you ever hear of such a thing? What, what are we talking about? Did any nation ever have the privilege of hearing 
God speak himself to the entire nation. And we had that experience at Har Sinai. Shem didn't speak to any other nation. Sometimes he speaks to individuals, sometimes even Gentiles. Like we have in this week's parasha, parasha's Bolok. He speaks to Bilam. He's the Navi of the Umar Sahilam. He's the prophet of the nations of the world. But does Hashem ever appear, Kaviyokal, and speak directly to a nation like he did? Kasher Shomata Ata Vayechi. You all heard it, my Shabbatu says. Vayechi. And you lived through it. Or did it ever happen that Hashem took an entire nation from slavery and bondage and freed them with miraculous events that transpired all about it? About it? And Hashem did this. And right after that, a few psukim later says, This is what we're supposed to think about. In other words, when great things happen, in that case, tremendous things happen. We were freed from Mitzrayim. We went to Harsina, received the Torah. We entered into Eretz Yisrael. Hashem chased out the Canaan and the Goyim there. And Hashem says, think about this. Contemplate it. Have an accounting of it. Look at all this good that you got. That's just on a macro level, on a global level, on a national level. So too, we see from that Pasuk that it's incumbent upon us that every person has to, on his own individual level, take stock. What has Hashem granted me? How many, how many times have I gotten out of trouble, out of slavery, out of hardships? How much good did Hashem give me? Did I have my own Matan Torah? That I'm able to learn Torah, I'm able to understand Torah. All of this goodness that Hashem does. Hashem runs the world and Hashem runs the world. Each individual separately, privately is dealt with through divine intervention. And that's what he brings the next Pasuk as well. You have to taste it. You have to sense it. Not just go through life without thinking that, yeah, all right, you know, life is great. I'm living the, living the dream. No. If someone indeed is having a good life, he has to think about it. You have to think about it. Contemplate his burning. Think about it and see where is all this coming from. Because Hashem is good. You have to know your Father in Heaven. You have to know that it comes from Him. And when you know that and you realize that, the next step is, so we have to serve Him. We have to pay back. Don't be like a a horse, like a mule. Animals who don't think, they just keep moving along. You whip them and they just keep moving along. Some people go through a whole life they're like a ferret. They're like a horse. They just keep plowing away, keep going, keep going, without thinking. Not it. They can go days, weeks, a whole lifetime without thinking. Says the Navi, don't be like that. Says Dabra Melech. And Viomar. And we have Sukkim that say the converse as well. of Someone who does not look into his matters. Someone who doesn't take stock. What do I have? As he says before, What do I have? All of the goodness that I have is only one source. It's true that hardships that we have is also the same source. That's the word Baruch. Baruch means the source of all. Like a brecha, like a pool that 
brings forth water. That's the word Baruch the Rishenim explained. Baruch Atah Hashem. You are the source of everything, Hashem. Sometimes it's good tidings, other times not. Sometimes it's great things that we have, other times it's hardships. But it's the same source for it all. Baruch Atah Hashem. When you're giving good to me, Hashem, it's your source. Baruch Hashem. You're the true judge. Even when hardships, when tragedy befalls, it's the same source. So, someone who doesn't think about it, he doesn't think about it, doesn't contemplate his affairs. And he doesn't take the time to think about it. Oh, what does the Navi say about such a person? That he didn't take the heart. He may have known it, but he didn't take it to heart. He didn't spend the time developing this knowledge with an understanding. Here again on a on a national scale, we should look at Klal Yisrael in general. Look at the history. Look at the days of, of, of yore. Look at the days that passed. Contemplate what happened in history. And we'll see there was reward and punishment. And we see that the Jews have survived throughout the millennia. And that's because Hashem has a task for us. There's a reason for that. And in every, every individual who also is still here, is still alive, is still breathing, it's because Hashem has a task for him too. Many great tzaddikim mitzitkaniyeh said this after the Holocaust. But they were saved. Maybe sometimes it was one or two in a whole mishpacha. Maybe a handful from a whole town. And they understood. The ones who went in with Emunah came out with Emunah. And they understood if Hashem saved them, it's because they were meant to serve Hashem. It was, the, it was a bracha from Hashem. It was granted life for, for the person to serve Hashem. And so too, we just had a pandemic. And Nebuch, there were millions worldwide who died. And Nebuch, thousands of Yidin as well. We know that those who have survived, who were saved and spared, because Hashem has for what we have to do. And finally, we have to think about what happened in previous times and previous days. So these psukim are saying that the history itself screams out and calls out to us. We have to contemplate what happened on on a world level, world history of what happened and even on an individual basis and for there to understand that there's always a an obligation to take stock and see what happened and where we're standing today and it boils down to that's what Cheshbon HaNefesh is because Perikalavi gives us a definition to work with what is Cheshbon HaNefesh that we have to make a Cheshbon and accounting what we have and what we still have to do with our obligations. As the as the Pasik says in Eiv, Mihiktimani Vaashalim, has anyone given to me first, and then I'll give him reward. In other words, we never have anything that we initiate. It's always even the mitzvahs that we do. The uh the Mashkiah brought this out from the Paslechim, one of the Mafarshim here in the Khivazavamas. The person you know, he has a house. Oh, I'm going to buy mezuzahs. I'm going to buy kosher mezuzahs, mahudah mezuzahs, very good mezuzahs. And he thinks he's such a great person. Hashem says, did you start with that? Or did I first give you a house to have? 
that I allow you the ability to buy a house and now you're paying me back with mezuzahs. Mihikdimani, whoever preceded me, whoever came to me first, and then, and then uh, I will pay him, I will reward him. But the truth is, Hashem always is the first one to give. So that's the idea. We have to know how much we have from Hashem and through that, what is our debt? What is our obligation to do? Agutanam.